0: The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily
1: reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: It's another Sunday night in quarantine, but it looks like comedy is finally, finally limping its way out of the shadows. Live shows are starting up again out west and moving their way, we hope, here to Toronto. We're going to talk to three comics with three very interesting projects to plug Ranging everything from the campy and the ridiculous to the dark and the introspective. It's laughing Vikings and howling warriors. Tonight, I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Jokes. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to another Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And of course, I've got my producer, Vince Zesko, on the line. This is like entering month four of doing this show from our little bunkers that we're hidden in. How are you doing, Vince? I'm doing good. That line's going to be relevant again because comedy, like you said, is slowly coming back. Looking at a couple of clubs opening up or or as they do, uh, uh, outdoor comedy is starting to come back now. So that tagline really like, for Akeem might work again. It really is. Like looking at, I mean, you know, last week checking in with some comics out in the West Coast. Clubs are starting to reopen. Of course, Dakotas out in Kelowna was open again uh there's live shows happening again out in the west coast and it's moving its way towards us we hope but it is it's nice to see comics in Canada back up on stage finally and people going to shows again so tonight we're we're checking in again with with three comics who have sort of three very different projects to plug right Vince but I'm also curious how people are prepping themselves to get back up on stage finally after so much downtime you know yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what everybody's launching pad is. I mean, I know we've got a couple of debut albums and a couple of interesting projects, but it seems that everybody's kind of creeping in at their own pace. So it'd be nice to... And three very different comics, by the way. So it'd be nice to get a nice perspective on each three of these individuals on how they're actually going to creep back into the art form. Three very different viewpoints. We've got three comics who range everywhere from the absolutely sort of absurd and flapstick physical comedy realm, which is Lars Glassington, of course, who we're going to talk to shortly here. Jen Saccato, who has been getting very political and outspoken on social media. So I'm curious how that is going to come back on stage with her when she could finally get up there again. And uh, a little later on in the show, Richard Glenn Lett, who's who has maybe one of the great sort of underdog stories in Canadian comedy. Uh, so we're going to talk to Lars Klasington, uh, who hasn't done the show with us in a while. And, of course, he heads up Laughing Viking Studios right here on Inside Jokes. And, of course, we have Lars Classington via Laughing Viking Studio on the line with us now. Uh, Lars, how you doing, buddy? We haven't talked to you since we actually did things like record in a studio and go to live comedy shows.
2: Yeah, remember that when we used to do things uh, live? That was beautiful. I miss you guys. I miss you face to face, but I see your face almost every day on your Instagram feed. So know <laughs> that I good. have never been far away from you, Dean. So just. And know you know that. what? I feel like we've gotten. I've almost gotten too
0: comfortable these last few months just doing this show from my garage at home, like a really Canadian Mark Marin, and just not having to walk more than 50 feet to go be on the air. It's fantastic. But it. it, it it's nice, Lars, to see finally, you know, live shows are happening again in certain places across Canada. Certain clubs are slowly sort of reopening. So that it feels like after all these months of talking about this and finding out what comics are doing, there's actually sort of a light in the tu- at the end of the tunnel here.
2: Yeah, hopefully. But just for the record, uh, I am wearing a mask right now. I don't know what uh, phone <laughs> technology you guys are dealing with. I just had a bath in Purell, so... uh I don't know if you got uh, Norton antivirus or McAfee, what you're working with, but uh, never be too careful. So we, got, we all got to be careful, too. But it is very nice to see, and I'm excited to, to get back on stage and start to see some of my friends. I actually was walking through the park today and saw a mutual friend, comedian of ours, uh, Faisal Butt. So yeah. Faisal, Faisal Butt says hello uh, remotely as well. Yeah, and uh, of course, I was, I, so you have this new album, Silly Goose, that you have dropped. Correct. Yes. What better time uh, than a global pandemic to release content, right? But here's the thing. I mean, for you, like, yes, of course, you're here. You run Laughing Viking Studio.
0: You're here based in Toronto. This is your home. You know, you're always on stage in this city. But you're very much sort of, there's you're, you're almost like a, a bit of a one-man traveling road show, Lars. I mean, you live here in the city and you record all these projects in your studio. Of course, your new album included. But then you're out on the road hitting these small towns and random venues and sort of doing this like one-man variety show that blends so much other things with stand-up. So how much has this downtime sort of played into what
2: you're working on now? Well, for me, it was an immediate just pivot. It was, it was instantly recognizing, okay, everything I've always done in the last – well, not always, but in the last 10 years, everything I've done for money as a comedian and as an actor – ceased to exist in an instant almost overnight so it was like okay i can't do live shows no theater no corporate shows no no stand-up no acting no auditions none of that so it was like well now what do i do so um one of the things i did is i went back into my archives of recorded shows and pre-covid i had done a sellout show in my hometown in aurelia which incidentally i had never done a show i've been doing stand-up for 10 years and i had never done a show in my hometown Really? uh, Yeah, I was there with Liam Kelly and um, uh, also Adrian as well. And um, we we did a sellout show. I happened to record it. It was obviously like a hometown kind of hero vibe to it just because I had never performed in front of people. And so I went back and was able to uh, clean up that audio and release that as Silly Goose. And it's kind of my ode to you see, seen my act is very goofy, very silly, really over the top. There's no politics. There's no, it's, it's just, it's pure nonsense. So this album was sort of, let's get this out there to the world, give people a brief 33 minute pause from all the real uh, stuff that everyone's dealing with right, right now, whether it's COVID or civil rights and human rights and black lives matter, all that stuff is extremely important and we need to keep fighting for that. But, we also occasionally need to rest and uh, so silly goose hopefully uh, will supply some of those laughs for people right now
0: absolutely and I think you just touched on exactly what tonight's panel is all about we sort of have people running the gamut on all their projects and I think everything is so political and so tense and highly charged right now that maybe we do need sort of you know an antidote to that sometimes in our comedy and just to be able to sort of sit back and strip things down and laugh again We're gonna come back with more Lars classes in. Silly Goose and find out what's been happening at Laughing Viking Studio. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Hey everybody, this is little Darren Frost and they want me to call you f**kies for a reason. Check that out. This is Inside Jokes with Dean. Dean.
3: Dean. Say it three times, it's more important.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm a little bit keyed up this week because, well, first off, we, have, we do have this sort of wide-ranging, interesting panel, but it's also just so exciting to actually see comics across the country start coming out of the woodwork and hit the stage again. We, of course, have Lars Classington on the line with us with his new album, Silly Goose. Lars, you're kind of like, we, we've talked about this with a few comics on the show these past couple weeks how there's sort of this in-between generation, in-between, like, those, you know, those old road dogs that we we all grew up watching on on Canadian comedy specials (laughs) and on JFL and all that, right? And then this new wave of comics that are all, like, everything is very local, sort of curated audiences and online content. I feel like you fit in that in-between bracket where you're sort of... You know you started laughing Vikings a few years ago here in Toronto, so you've embraced the flow of digital comedy and you're you're always experimenting with new stuff but there, you're also a bit of an old school road
4: dog too
2: yeah, that's funny that you' I, I never really in depth thought about that until so you just bring that up right now I think that's that's probably a, a result of a few things one is just pure love of being on stage and being in front of people. I'm from a small town that really is my town, and I, so I've done a lot of northern Ontario gigs and sort of just small, nowhere, like you're in some weird legion or you're in some weird hall or a,
4: yeah.
2: or a bar that's just full of drunk people doing the normal thing that they do on a Saturday night. But there happens to be a comedy show. Um, my dad also, incidentally, back in the 60s when he was uh, early 20s, was in sort of... Um, like, uh, through the, they, he toured through the Catskills in New York and, and overseas with sort of a trio, a singing trio. Like, imagine three Frank Sinatras touring through the Catskills. But it was kind of vaudevillian as well, so maybe I got that in my blood. And then the, the third thing I would attribute that to is when I started brand new in London, um, Ontario, I uh, started there. I met Jeff Leeson who's a very successful stand-up comedian. He's been doing it since he was 14 and he was a road dog, road warrior. So he just yeah. took me on the he took me on the road as an opener. So I since I've started doing stand-up, I just just I started doing that and never stopped and then the the flip side to that is doing the things on social media and digital, but I always wanted to have a connection with doing things live and being able to perform to a live audience. And so, so that's what Silly Goose is. It's just me being super silly and nonsensical and goofy. Like I said, there's no politics. Like some of the some of the track titles on Silly Goose say it all. It's uh, rickshaws, rickshaws versus shaws, saws. Uh, you got <laughs> uh, you got Bob's burrito buffet and bidets, and uh, of course you got Morgan's mort mortgages and smorgasbord. I'm sure. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, you've, yeah, You've heard of Morgan's mort mortgages and smorgasbord. It's a lot of uh, the album's a lot of fake commercials and Morgan's Mortgage Mortgages and Smorgasborg is one of them. Uh, I, I, you've probably seen Morgan or heard of him. Some of his commercials are on T V. Uh, he's the Morg Mortgage and Smorgasborg guy. Uh, I don't know if you knew about that, but um yeah. So if you need a Morg Mortgage and Smorgasborg, uh, come on down to Morgan's Morgan Mortgage and Smorgasborg and take care of all your Morg Mortgage and Smorgasborg needs in one spot. I you have the you definitely have that sort that of
0: That was brilliant. Sensibility to you. I love that you're like a couple of Kevin Bacon's away from the Catskills too. I mean, that is an old school live comedy hotbed. What what a more appropriate week, really. Rest in peace, Carl Reiner just passed away. <laughs> so There you go. Right. A little nod to Carl Reiner, Catskills comedy. But I think, I mean, absolutely, Lars, that's a lot of what went into this album. Obviously, and I think that's a lot of what sort of makes you your own one-man brand. I mean, when yes, you're at the clubs here in Toronto, or at least when those are open and those are a thing again. But you're on these Toronto stages, and you're very much a part of that scene. But I've I've watched you in a lot of these small town settings too, where you can go into like you know a packed theater or a little Legion Hall, and just sort of it's so infectiously in your face, energetic, what you do on stage, whether you're doing stand-up or music or some weird, absurd character or,
2: or some element of all three, you just really grab an audience by the neck with that. Thank you. Yeah, I've always, I've just, I've always taken pride in that. I've always, but that's just becomes from my idols in comedy, seeing them. A lot of sketch comedians too. I was always a big fan of Saturday Night Live and SCTV and Kids in the Hall and Mad TV and all those shows. But Um, I've my philosophy, people ask, like, how do you know if something's funny or how do you figure out what to do on stage? For me, it's always been if it's something that's fun for me to do and say and be on stage, then I end up having a great show. And so as long as I have a fun time, then the audience has fun. It's usually very playful. It's usually very interactive. Some music, some Some characters, so yeah, I just I'd love to do it, and it's like I said, it's very silly, hence the name Silly Goose.
0: (laughs) It is. It's very much, and also for for audiences who haven't had a chance to yet, seeing you on stage is very much an event. It's an experience. It's not so much just a set. It's a little bit of everything, sort of crammed into this one of a kind. It's an experience. You're experiencing Lars Classington. One does not <laughs> simply watch Lars Clasington.
2: An Evening with Lars.
0: Yeah. That's right. There we go. An evening yeah. with Lars. Buddy, Thank you so much. Uh, and of course, to all our listeners, make sure you check out Silly Goose and you can also look up Laughing Vikings and some of the digital content they've cranked out. Lars, we can't wait to see what you guys do in the studio next, man. Glad you reopened, but also hopefully, you know, the road and the stage cranks wide
2: open back to you again and, and you can get back out there doing what you do, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything you guys do to support comedy and all your listeners, too. I'm, I'm humbled to be even on the show. I look through your feet of the Canadian legends you guys have on here and to be uh, talking to you and talking amongst them. It's the best, man. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone on stage soon.
0: Well, you know what, Lars? It's
2: never been easier for us to book guests. That's all.
0: <laughs> I'm down. Every If you're anyone <laughs> listening right.
2: right now... I will do all the Zoom shows. I will do all of your podcasts. You got a backyard show. You got a fire pit show. You got a show in the middle of a bush, a camping show. I'll do it. I'll just bring my guitar and uh, you can you can pay me in a six pack or something.
0: There we go. There is no awesome. stage. Too obscure for Lars Clackson. Thank you so much, buddy. Check out Laughing Vikings and Silly Goose. We'll talk to you soon, man. Okay. Bye bye. Have a great day.
1: Yo, this is White Wine
0: Young Riesling.
1: You're tuned in to AM640, Inside Jokes, Jokes. baby. Ha!
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. That slogan might actually make sense very soon because Canadian comedy is slowly, finally starting to reopen again. Thank you again to Lars Classington and his new album, Silly Goose. But now we're switching it over. We've got comedian Jen Sicato on the line, also with a brand new album. How's it going, Jen?
3: Good. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: So you have, I mean, first off, I'm very curious what comics all over the place have actually been working on or spending this sort of forced pseudo-retirement for everybody in comedy. But before we get into all that, what you've been doing, what's a little bit about what your new album, The Dozen, is all about?
3: Uh, Well, this is my debut album. It's an EP, so it runs just about 20 minutes. And uh, it's called The Dozen because there's 12 tracks, and I am a bit of a donut Uh, Can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) You just Uh, did. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely could eat. uh, I think I have actually eaten 12 donuts in one sitting. So that was kind of the inspiration just for the name. And uh, I actually recorded it way back in October, the end of October 2019, and just, like, procrastinated with putting it together. You know, I'm sure a lot of comics, like, listen to their shit. They're like, ah, you know, is, am I happy with this? I don't know. So I procrastinated. And then just by coincidence released it during the pandemic, Uh, which I think was good timing.
0: <laughs> well, and, I mean, in a weird way, it is. Because a lot of who we've had on the show lately, not just here in Canada, but stateside, too. I mean, that's what... That's what every comic is turning to. People are either doing these online shows or they're going, Oh, well, I have this album I've sort of been sitting on, or I've been mauling over this podcast. So now is sort of the time to get that content out there because you have literally have a captive audience. You don't have a live one, but you have an entire country of people who are stuck at home going, Okay, what can I listen to? What can I watch? But for you, I mean, you know, obviously your debut album, that's something that you've spent all these past few years honing and working that stuff and mauling over what you really wanted to concentrate on and, you know, release into this sort of finite introduction sort of thing, right? For you, because you taped this last year when the world was completely a different place, it feels like, and now we're waiting to get back on stage again, how much different do you think your comedy will be now after all this?
3: Um, I have been quite lazy during quarantine in terms of writing <laughs> um that's not to say you know i haven't experienced things so there there isn't a lot of uh, inspiration to draw from but um hopefully i'll come out of this definitely with uh with new stuff um and that was also part of like putting an album out there is like having having some existing stuff out there and then forcing myself to to write new stuff and obviously you know i'm not going to abandon everything that's on the album and never do that stuff live again um but uh yeah hopefully that you know people hear that. It's a good introduction to, you know, Jen Saccato, and then I'll uh, come out with some more stuff. And um, yeah, quarantine's definitely inspired me, just like observing people's strange behavior when you're out in the streets, um, learning new strange behavior from my husband, uh, <laughs> you know, who, uh, who I've been with for 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be really good to get back on stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, how? Yeah, that, I guess that is a good relationship tester too, right? Being stuck oh in a gosh. global gosh. pandemic uh, together.
3: <laughs> yeah. Also, because he's a very loud individual, like his voice is loud. He's he's he just talks really passionately. We'll call it that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the video games are cranked up to like eighty nine. Like, you know how many times I've told him during lockdown, like just go sit in the car and scream. You know what I mean? Like, take it yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs>
0: I mean, you, I mean, you aren't even, I mean, you know, you, you guys are, are one of a, a handful of sort of comedy couples that we talked to during this show, during quarantine. And we always ask everybody, like, is this, are you guys living in like a writer's room where you're just bouncing <laughs> jokes and no. ideas off oh, each other? No, 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 Everybody, no,
3: no, no. i very
0: much hard no to that.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we never really are. Even pre-pandemic, um, we don't. Uh, once we're home, it's like the only discussion about comedy is really more about like shows or whatnot. But we definitely yeah. do not do any writing together. Yeah.
0: What gig you have coming up? Who you guys? Hope-
3: um, don't I Actually, like. <laughs> I, uh, actually uh, so my husband, Patrick Hakeem, who is a stand-up comedian, he and Keith Pedro and Big Norm are putting on a uh, secret show, uh, kind of a speakeasy show. It will be socially distanced, uh, limited capacity. So they're running two shows on the same day with the same comics, so they don't have different comics coming in and out. Um, and it is at a secret location. So if you are interested, I would suggest checking out um, – Patrick Hakim's Instagram uh, or Facebook. His Instagram is at H A K E E M N E S, Hakimnes. And the reason why I'm plugging the show is because uh, I am booked on it. a <laughs> <laughs> uh, great Jen.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, that's so why we're interviewing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I am booked on it. So that's why I'm pushing that one. And uh, it's going to be a weekly, you know, God willing, if it's good. Everything's going to be super sanitized. There's going to be masks available, hand sanitizer as well. Uh, so we want to make sure, or they, the, the guys who are putting on the show want to make sure that it is, uh, you know, very safe and people feel comfortable um, and most importantly, have a good time and just laugh. And it's going to be all all killer, no filler on the show. So it's going to be a All killer,
0: no filler. All right, yeah, we're going right. to come back. We're going to come back from break with more Jen Cicotto and find out a little bit more about this album, The Dozen, and what she's got coming up now. That comedy is... Slowly becoming a thing again. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
4: Hi, this is Lewis Black, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, which is why it's funny, you idiot. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. And, of course, we have comedian Jen Sacato on the line. Also from here in Toronto, somewhere in isolation. So, Jen, before, before the break, you were talking about how Patrick Hakeem, who is, of course, also your husband. You guys are one of the comedy power couples in Canada, right?
3: Yeah, no affiliation with Hakeem that. Optical, by the way. No, just, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Oh, no yeah. affiliation with Hakeem Optical. Although they have beautiful glasses, <laughs> I love those glasses.
0: There, yeah, there you go. But you you were talking before the break about how Patrick has this speakeasy show coming up, and we are seeing certain comedy clubs and indie venues finally sort of reopening out, out west. It's already been happening for a couple of weeks now. It seems like it's sort of creeping its way here. I mean, obviously comedy is going to look completely different than it was before all this hit. Of course, we know that. It's not going to feel the same, but it is nice to see it sort of coming back slowly. How anxious are you to get back up on stage?
3: Pretty anxious um, because, you know, uh, most stand-ups know, like, if you don't do stand-up for, like, even a week or two, like, you can you can kind of get rusty, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I'm not one of those lunatics who practices in front of the mirror, so I'm, <laughs> I need a real stage, you know what I mean? <laughs> So I'm definitely looking forward to that, and um, yeah, I think that it, it sounds like the clubs out west are doing it right. Um, rumors uh, uh, in Winnipeg, they're doing it right, limited capacity, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Dakota's
0: out in Kelowna was an early one.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, Edmonton, uh, Calgary. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Toronto doing it right. But, you know, most importantly, doing it right to make the um, the audience feel comfortable and also to protect the comics. It's like any other workplace, you got to take, you know, take precautions.
0: For you, I mean, obviously, well, obviously, even before COVID hit, I mean, for your own life this past year has been, I mean, getting married and, and all these sort of life changes always play into what you what you do as a comic. For you, though, so much of your comedy stems from just your own background, your own family, your own personal life. There's always a little bit of tongue-in-cheekness to it. Do you feel a pressure now as a comic? This is such a crazy year that we've had, and all these events are happening across the globe. Do you feel it's more pressure as a comic to get out there and, and be political all of a sudden? Or do you think what we need right now the most is just a bit of escapism after all this?
3: Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. You know what I mean? I really think it's going to be a mix of both. Because if you don't, um, I don't know, like er early on during lockdown, I did one of those Zoom shows. And uh, the person who was organizing it, I told her, I said, oh, you know, I I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of quarantine jokes. And she's like, you know what? People just want to laugh and kind of forget about the crazy world at this time. So just do whatever. And so sure enough, people on this zoom show there's about 70 people they're just chuckling like we're i made a lot of jokes about how weird it is that i can see people sitting in their living rooms like gathering around the computer with a drink and popcorn and stuff like that but it, it yeah it was weird but uh but people i think it's going to be a mix people want to laugh forget about their their worries as they often do when they come to a comedy show but you just can't deny that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now uh yeah it's a crazy years so yeah it's going to be a mix
0: I think so too. And I mean, I think that's, you know, that's the beautiful thing about comedy is sort of you get to pick apart between those lines and find exactly what that sort of spot is in between where you can satirize this stuff and you can make people okay with being able to laugh again and sort of be able to escape a bit. But also exactly talk about what's going on in the world. I think comedians are sort of you, not to be too aggrandizing about it, but you get to be like the modern day philosophers. Basically you get to be the ones who get to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think because there's been so much serious heavy stuff going on, it's like, uh, it's okay. There's always the way to find, you know, funniness in a, uh, in a heavy situation. So I think audiences, are going to want to hear that and then just kind of, you know, it'll, it'll lighten their lives a bit next time they encounter something.
0: I think so too. Mm -hmm. And I'm 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 so excited to see what comics here in Toronto and across the country actually have to say after all of this. Uh, I'll be honest, I mean, I haven't been watching all the the Zoom shows and all that stuff. I am glad that people have kept that going and were sort of able to reach out to, to a new audience or maintain some of their own audience. But I'm just so excited to see all of you guys back up on stage here in Toronto and across the country just doing what you do and what you guys are good at and hopefully see what everybody's take is on all of the things that have gone on these past few months and just sort of feels like we're all coming out of this weird like collected hibernation.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, some of us are going to be fat, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. we're going to have to get ready for that. You know.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah i i I definitely gained a few, and then I shaved my head because I gave up on waiting for haircuts, and now I'm basically. Vincent D'Onofrio in Full Metal Jacket when you guys came back in <laughs> studio. So it's all yeah. good. Jen Saccato, of course, uh, the new album, The Dozen, is on Howl and Roar Records from our friend Alison Doer with some awesome new releases on that label these past couple of years since it launched. Uh, and, of course, so, Jen, where can people get this album?
3: You can listen to it wherever you listen to music. Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play Music, Tidal, whoever uses that, Amazon Music. Uh, just check it out.
0: Fantastic. Jen Sikato, thank you so much, man. And, uh, of course, as Jen mentioned earlier, hit up Patrick Hakeem's Instagram or Facebook and find out the details for this Speakeasy show, as Jen said. No filler, all killers. Jen, we can't wait to see you back up on stage, and everybody check out this album, and uh, glad you've been staying safe. We'll see you back to doing what you do real soon.
3: Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Take it easy.
4: Thank you so Thanks much. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Bye.
0: Hey, I'm Adam Groh, the Cash Cab Guy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640.
4: Well, I went to the doctor. I said I'm feeling kind of rough. Let me break it to you, son.
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, thanks again to Jen Saccato. Don't forget to check out The Dozen, available now through Howl & More Records. But now we're switching up. We're going over to the, the West Coast. So we have a Canadian comic, in Vancouver and also a director in LA, we have Roy Ty and Richard Glenlett with the new project Never Be Done, which is of course the Richard Glenlett story. So, you guys, to give our audience and especially anybody who hasn't had a chance to see Richard live on stage before, what what
1: what's this whole doc all about? What's this story all about? Um, well, the, uh, the documentary is a is a is I captured a. A moment in time that happened to be Richard's story. Um, I started following him back in 2009, up until 2016, so we followed him for seven years, and I think my math is right there, six, seven years, and it's a story of Richard. When I met him, he was somewhat at the peak to tail end peak of his career, and then watched him uh, hit rock bottom into alcoholism and drug addiction, And we captured all those, you know, as Richard would say, uh, glorious moments um, and then watched him (laughs) rise rise from the ashes back to sobriety. And I think now Richard is 11 years sober and um, and is doing great. And he's back touring Canada again. So we grabbed that whole that whole moment in time that Richard went through uh, to save his own life.
0: Which is, I mean, Richard, I mean, obviously, when you were here based in Toronto, I used to do gigs with you, and I've seen you on stage a million times. One of the things that I always admired so much about you, and I mean, for audiences that don't know you yet, you aren't just a stand-up, you sort of, you translate this stuff on a stage in a multitude of ways. Of course, stand-up is, is sort of what all of us know you best for, but you are also a poet. You're You're sort of a performer of a bunch of different pursuits, but what I always loved about yeah. you was you took this part of your life, this dark chapter of your life that not only could easily be a career ender, I think for most people, it could also be just a life ender. You came back to stage and found a way to translate that story into standup. And then that became your new voice in standup. And you found a way to sort of bring audiences into that with you, but also let them be able to laugh along with you as well, which I think is very interesting. I don't think a lot of people could pull that off.
4: Well, you know, Dean, um, the whole focus of recovery or staying sober is about you know, carrying the message. So um, this is not an unusual for people who have the disease of addiction or alcoholism to need to share that story as much as they can in order to um, not forget, but also find a sort of different purpose for what it is that they do the, you know the big change really is not what you do but why you do it and i, I think um, i'm not the only artist performer comedian uh, etc that sort of hit the wall of you know what's the point in all this there's this you know a brass ring that you know perhaps i'll become rich and famous but we've you know, I've seen plenty of examples of people that did appear to become rich and famous, and were still miserable. And um, so, the opportunity to to share that on the stage is, you know, part and parcel with me continuing to be sober. The film is remarkable, um, and not something I watch a lot um, because it is you know, like let's film the worst, you know, six months of your life <laughs> and, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Edit it up and and uh and it, it, just in case you don't hear some of the words that I say, Roy was generous enough to subtitle those. So, so <laughs> did he just oh yeah, there it is. Um so um <laughs> it's uh but, you know, Dean, I appreciate your comments about about how we turn, you know, the proverbial lemon into lemonade, but the, the reality is, is that um, that's key to uh, staying sober. There's many artists that are perhaps less specifically open about their addiction, but, you know, if you look at Elton John, um, Eminem, you know, many of them have been able to, to take their newfound purpose in life and, and, and use their gifts to uh, share that story in the aid and help of other people. So yeah, my hope is that, you know, one person hearing that joke will go, hey, maybe I um, could make a change for the good, uh, too.
0: Well, and I think the interesting thing is, too, I mean, you, were, uh, of course, a big part of this was you did sort of, because of that, that whole, chapter that you went through you had to sort of do this career restart and it was always interesting watching you in rooms and you know just mics where you would go to just hash out new stuff a lot of the times you're sharing a bill with a lot of upcoming comics who are all just trying to emulate whoever the hot person is of that five minutes in comedy you were always in the other corner just completely always honing your own voice and you were just figuring out more and more i think what it meant to be richard Lett and how you brought that to the stage you weren't you, you, you weren't trying to be anybody else. You were trying to figure yourself out and how to make that into a presentable thing to an audience and carry a message forward.
4: Yeah, it's, it's interesting me you how know, um, the documentary presents me as this you know, edgy, badass, notorious comedian, and there are comedians that um, try very hard to have that reputation and yeah. you know, <laughs> arguably fall short. It was never my intention to be this, you know, you know, black leather jacket, tough guy comedian. That was just how I expressed myself. So, um, it's, it's interesting that, you know, um, I guess the authenticity of what it is that I'm doing sort of shows through in the doc, like this guy is not faking it. This is not a shtick. This is him. Right. And I think that's, why the reviews have been so, you know, diffusively positive? That um, one, they believe it; it's not, you know, made up. And two, that that turns out, Roy Ty, the kid that I met all those years ago, uh, blossomed into a, a fine filmmaker.
0: I think so too. And we're going to come back and find out more about what this doc never be done: the Richard Glenlet story. Uh, is all about. We're going to come back with more Richard Light and Roy Tai right here on Inside Jokes Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
3: Hey, this is Alan Park and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes
0: on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we, of course, have Director Roy Tai out in L.A. and Richard Glenlett out in Vancouver on the line with us uh, with this new project, Never hey. Be Done, the Richard Glenlett story. So we've got Richard Roy on the line. So you guys were telling us a little bit of how this whole documentary came to be. It's it's all about, of course, Richard's own story and the, that sort of rise and fall and sort of Richard, this whole really this sort of Phoenix act that you've been able to do and sort of come back to the stage and come back to stand up but this time with a message you were talking about how a lot of what you do on stage is sort of telling people about your own walk through addiction and recovery and sort of coaching other people in that way through your comedy do you see it as just as important for you to sort of make that available for other comics as well, because we do definitely live and work in a world where all of those things, if you're wrestling with addiction, all of that stuff is readily available and right in front of your face at all times. Well,
4: yeah, absolutely. Not only is comedy a, um, you, know, a you know, fertile ground for consuming and using it, it romanticizes it. There's, you know, this whole sort of notion of how cool it is to be wasted. My, my CD before the, the sober one was called At Least There's Drinking. So I was certainly part of that contingent of people that thought that getting wasted was the way to go. And yeah. So it's a tough one to, you know, do an end run on that when you've been sort of promoting yourself as the party machine, um, you know, I think that, you know, we, we get caught in our own sort of publicity and, and how do you get out of that and still, you know, make your, you know, living doing this. And, you know, that's, that's definitely a challenge. So I think as far as comedians go, I've got all sorts of them, you know, approach me privately and say, you know, dude, I, I think I'm, you know, I can't stop drinking or, you know, I smoke weed from morning till night. What do you think? And you know, Mark Desmond asked me this, you know, what my advice would be to a comedian who's wondering and I have always said, if you want to know how something affects you, stop doing it. Yeah. And yeah, you know, if you if you know, like I was chronic as well. And so, you know, stopping smoking pot. I was inconsolable. You know, it was just the worst. You, know, <laughs> you, 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 you don't realize. You think, oh, it's not really a drug. <laughs> yeah, it's a drug, right? and uh, and it will ruin your life if you're sitting in your basement playing video games for eighteen hours a day. That is not a a, a well spent life. And that's yeah, um, uh, and it's, absolutely. But um. You know, to, to sort of slide over to the film, you know, the, the opportunity, like I'm 60 years old now, I don't really feel like hitting every open mic and and carrying the message personally, especially during this pandemic, you know, there's just no opportunity to do it. So the timing of this particular documentary coming out at a time when the world is in a moment of self-reflection, I think is is sort of pretty much, you know, on the nose of of what people, you know, would really need to see and and think about. I
0: think so, too. Absolutely. And I mean, you you hit the nail on the head there as well. I mean, addiction takes so many different forms. Everybody obviously just thinks about the chemical and the obvious, you know, drugs and booze and all that stuff. But it's pretty much it, it could be a psychosomatic thing. It could be anything that you have in your life that inhibits the other elements of your life you know, that you can't, that you can't step away from. Uh, But I think, yeah, absolutely, Richard, in in comedy, especially everybody, you know, we sort of see ourselves as our own versions of rock stars. And of course, if you have all those chemicals that can just help you that much more to get up on stage and sort of strip away that anxiety and just jump into that sort of heightened version of yourself. then it's a crutch that is prevalent for a lot of people. Uh, But you guys, so for our audience. Uh, listening at home. So, where, where, and how can people see "Never Be Done," the Richard Glenlet story?
1: Uh, you can go on Amazon. It's available now in Canada on Amazon, also iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Um, you know, in the, in the U.S., same thing. And if you really want to find it easily, if you just Google "Never Be Done," the Richard Glenlet story, all the options will come up there. Or you can go to our website, neverbedone.com, and all the options are there for you to to rent or buy. So, yeah, the best way probably is to just Google it and you'll, you'll find it out there for sure. And, I mean, Richard, thank you again so much for always bringing this to the
0: stage. I think you do, because you are so honest about your own life and how that played into what you do on stage, you do have one of these great, true, honest underdog stories in Canadian comedy. And, I mean, you also... You bring that into stand-up and storytelling and poetry, and you sort of meld all three into this one form, which I don't think... There's really no other Richard Glenn Lent in Canadian comedy, my friend. That's our show. Thank you again to all our guests. Lars Classington at Laughing Viking Studio with his new album, Silly Goose. Jen Staccato with The Dozen, now available on Hal Roar Records. And, of course, Richard Glenn Lent and Roy Tai. You can listen to all of our shows online from Season 4 right back to the beginning on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next week.
2: Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week featuring Lars Classington. Next business. I'm gonna pitch it to you right now. It's called Morgan's Morg Mortgages and Smorgus Board. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if King's King's Buffet is open or vacant over there, but that would be an ideal location if it's available. Morgan's Mortgages and Smorgasbord is is the deal. And if you're still wondering what I'm saying, I'm saying Morgan's Mortgages and Smorgasbord. Hi, I'm Morgan from Morgan's Mortgage Mortgages and Spargus That's right, Morgan, from Morgan's mortgage Mortgages and Spargusport, the Mort Mortgage and Spargus Board guy. You heard me, the Morgan Mortgage, and Smoggersport guy. That's right, the Morgan Mortgage and Spargus Board guy. Why waste time going to three stores for all your Mort- Mortgages, and Smokersport needs when you come on down to Morgan's Mort- Mortgages and Spogusport? Mort- mortgage and take your Morgansport Mortgages and Spogusport business in one spot. <gasps> Next time you need to renew your mortgage, store a loved one, or eat a hearty meal, come down to Morgans, come down to Morgans when you need a Morgor, Morgador, Smoke-ass (laughs) board.
3: We're really
0: doing it.
2: We're really doing it. It's interesting. Did Canada recently make the $20 bills invisible? I expected to see this. (laughs)